Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Rivers to Woodhead, has some room. Danny Woodhead dives up ahead to the five-yard line. He's got a first down. Rivers looking for Danny Woodhead. He's got him, and he's in for the touchdown. Kicking off hour number two here on Hurt at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers with me as well. What up? We are live on AM590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the video stream as well. Joining us now on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline is new college football Hall of Famer Danny Woodhead. Danny, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good, man. Good. How does that feel to hear Ravi calling you a college football Hall of Famer? Oh, man. I mean... It's it's kind of crazy, like a, a lot, like everything, um, you know, that I've been able to be a part of has been an honor. Uh, I, I think this one hit a little differently um, than maybe any of the other past things because it's kind of the highest highest uh, achievement. So I mean, it, it's pretty cool, but you know, I'm I'm hoping every person that played with me or that blocked for me or whatever they they feel that they have a little. Uh, they, they, they feel that they have a little piece of, of me getting in because without a doubt they do and the coaching staff because um, I couldn't have done it on my own clearly. Uh, Danny, you know, I'm, I'm curious about, I want to go all the way back to high school, <clears throat> which I actually yeah. saw you play in high school because I went to Miller North and North Platte and Miller North had some, some good battles back when you were uh, out, yep. out at North Platte High, but um, what was it like when you know, okay, you have this confidence in your abilities and you have this confidence in what you're able to do, but to go through that kind of recruiting process and just not get much traction in terms of, you know, either a Nebraska offer or, or even just general Division One interest, like, what did, how did that kind of shape who you ended up being, both at Shadron State and then moving on to the NFL as well? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't easy. I mean, I remember in '94 when, um, or was it '93? I can't remember '93, '94 when we lost to Florida State in the Orange Bowl mm-hmm. and I cry. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was I was I was one of those kids that like playing for Nebraska was like what it what I wanted to do, and so yeah, I mean that that was a tough deal, and um, you know the tough thing about then opposed to now. Is it's it's hard to get recruited outside of Nebraska back then if you're not offered by the school by the only state Division One school mm-hmm. because back then recruiting was just a little bit different. I mean, I, I guess I could have like were there things I could have taken advantage of? Yeah, um, like I could have went to the my junior year. I got invited to go to the Army All American Combine, uh, but I I didn't feel like that'd be a good teammate of me as a basketball player because I would have missed a game. Mm. Um, I felt like as one of the leaders of that team, and not even a leader, but just being a good teammate, it was my job. If I signed up to play basketball, I should play basketball. And and, and that's that's just kind of how I was raised. So, I mean, were there some things I maybe could have done differently? Sure, but it was tough because, you know, you feel like you, 
you do good enough things. You feel like, um, I think my junior and senior year before those years, I went to Nebraska's camp and, um, I, yes, I feel like I should have, I, I feel like I should have had the opportunity. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's okay. And you know, this, because the thing is the Lord had so many different plans for me. Um, those plans were way better. They were way, way better. Do are there times I wish I could have walked out or ran out on the, uh, at Memorial Stadium? Yeah, for sure. That's not how it worked out. Mm-hmm. I, I I was able to to play at Shattered State and have great teammates and coaches and have fans that they they were standing room only and it was a, a different environment, but it was an amazing environment. And and then like that's that's that was the path that God had for me and the path that um, was perfect. I mean, because I was able to play 10 years. If, if someone would have said, Hey, Danny, you could have played um, at Nebraska and you could have won a national championship and you wouldn't have played in the league. I would have taken my path all day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I am, I am okay with it. I am not mad at anyone. Uh, I, 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 I cheer for the Huskers. Now, did I during those four years? No. Nah, I, <laughs> I mean, did, did I want them to lose by 60 every game? Yeah, I did. But, well, but they did some. The point. They, uh, they did. I, I'm not, I'm not and they also didn't win a national Tech. championship. So you, you don't have to they worry about did. that scenario they either. I, no, I'm not naming any Texas Tech games or anything. <laughs> you know what I say? Hey, you, you feel me on it. I'm still paid attention. Sure. But, like, now I love Nebraska. And 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 I'm literally I am not mad at anyone. I I live in the state of Nebraska. I love it because these are my people. Uh, Danny, uh, before we move on to you know kind of the rest of your football career and 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 what got you into the College Football Hall of Fame, I have to ask because I, I don't know that people now maybe remember how good of a high school athlete you are. You were in other sports. I mean, you mentioned basketball. I remember right. You were averaging twenty plus points per game on the basketball court. weren't you also really good at soccer? Was that you played yeah. soccer, right? <laughs> like you led the yeah, the so, state in goals in soccer, I think, as well. Yeah. So my, I I played freshman. I played freshman, sophomore, senior year. I went out for track as a junior, and I like I didn't run great. I think I got fifth in the hundred, but I did it because people were saying that'd get you a scholarship. Didn't get me a scholarship, so I said I'm not doing it. <laughs> like. I'm doing what I love. Yeah. In in soccer, so many people say, "Oh, track's so great for football." Yeah, I, I I don't know if I agree with that. Soccer might have been the best thing that could have ever happened to me for football because it's straight agility. And if I'm building a football team in the NFL right now, I'm not getting guys that can just run straight ahead fast. Mm-hmm. I'm getting dudes that can beat man-to-man coverage, and they can make a paycheck doing that. So like. To me, soccer was one of the best. I mean, basketball was great, too, hand-eye, everything. But soccer was incredible just for the agility and just the footwork. It made, it made me such a better football player. And Danny, and you're also a scratch golfer, too, and, and I know you've done some of that after you retired as well. But outside of football, was there a sport, or maybe even including football, was there a sport that you enjoyed the most? Obviously, football you made your career in, but which one yeah. did you like low-key kind of love? Uh, it, it was kind of funny because seventh and eighth grade, I didn't play football because I wasn't allowed to because I I was homeschooled and they didn't allow me to play in the school. Mm. So I I be I became I don't know if I'd say obsessed. I loved basketball. I thought basketball was going to be my ticket actually. Mm. Um, and 
and things kind of just changed. I mean, I, I had a great freshman year. Um, I had a great sophomore year. My my coach said, hey, this school, this division, it was a Division One school, they, they want to know if you're even worth recruiting. And I said, they go, because they think you're going to play football. And me at that point, not not a dumb kid, but like I was like, <laughs> now nah, I'm playing football. <laughs> I, I could have I had options. Like, so it wasn't really dumb of me because it worked out how it was supposed to work out. But um, I, I loved basketball. But I would say sophomore into my freshman year and sophomore year, I I also like I always loved football. I was like, gosh, like I'm pretty decent at football too. <laughs> yeah, ten years in the NFL, I'd say so. Yeah, not not, <laughs> not too not too shabby. Now, Danny, do you think if I want to go back to your point that you made on how you didn't skip a basketball game to go on maybe one yeah. of the best spots to, to be recruited. Do you think if you were getting recruited 10 years down the road when social media became king in terms of recruitment videos that, you know, staying for your basketball game wouldn't have mattered and you still would have gotten the look that uh, big schools could give you because they saw everything right in front of them? Uh Yes. I, I mean, I do, but <laughs> like, like it's okay. It's okay that it didn't. Um, do, do I think um, there's other things too? Um, there, nowadays, a running back like what I was is kind of what people want. Mm, yeah. When I was, um, it, it was newer when I was coming out, right? Like, I mean, there, I mean, kind of. I mean, there were guys that were my size or smaller at Nebraska, so like that was kind of hard to that that one's kind of hard to say. But yes, I think it. Yes, I do. Um, I, I think. Yeah, I, I think the frustrating thing is it. Not the frustrating thing is it. But I mean, the the career I had, I thought would get me in, and mm-hmm. I thought my numbers would get me in not my stats numbers but all my athletic like numbers my 40 my vertical my agility like all that stuff i mean it's the same thing same story as like when i went in the nfl right sure and and it's okay like my story wouldn't be my story without my past it just wouldn't and i'm and i'm so okay with it i'm not bad if anything i'm so thankful um i'm so so thankful because um I my 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 life revolves around my faith and my trust in my Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, and what he his plan was for me. Like looking back as a almost thirty nine year old man, I'm like, that's like a sick idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like and, and it's like it's probably a sick idea because he created me and he knew what would make. Uh, knew what would work for me. He knew what I, I feel like, man, I feel like it's such a privilege that he chose me to walk out the story that he wanted me to walk out. I really do. And, and, and I, I, all I feel is like blessed, but blessed. Like when, when I had the opportunity at, um, to go to the U S open qualifier to the final stage, which is, crazy. I remember being at church at church and worship and, I, I was closing my eyes and I felt like the Lord was like, I was just like having a conversation cause it was right after. And I was like, I almost like started tearing up cause I was like, 
I played four years at Shattern State, had a really good career, had a great career in high school, had amazing 10-year career in the NFL, and now you're letting me do this too? So, like, I'm, I am not mad. I, I am, if anything, I feel blessed that this is the, the road, even though during the road, it sucked sometimes. <laughs> sure. Like, like, and, and it was very frustrating. But, like, I'm so, I'm so uh, just filled with gratitude that, like, I was allowed to take that path. Danny, uh, what advice would you have then for the young players out there that aren't coming from the biggest schools and aren't as highly touted coming out of high school that you can still make a name for yourself wherever you go? Yeah, I mean, it's it, like the biggest thing is don't listen to no one. Like, I mean, there's certain things. Like, listen to your coaches on, hey, how does footwork? Yeah. But anyone that wants to say something negative, let that go in one ear and out the other because those people aren't for you. Like, they, they really aren't. Um, they're, they're not – like, there was a coach that said, uh, yeah, you're too small. Maybe you could be a kick returner or punt returner. Like, if I would have listened to that, my, my story wouldn't be my story. If, if I would have listened to the um, – to the scouts or to a maybe a general manager that's after getting released or whatever said, Oh, you know, great career. Like I'm, I'm proud of you. Like, like I was, I hate to say this, but like, I was like, like they were doing something charity for me being on the team. Mm. If I would have listened to that, I, I, I wouldn't have played 10 years. So like, don't, don't listen to the negative things that people say about you, because if you do, you're going to start believing them. And if you believe them, you're, you're going to be in a tough spot because if, if you don't have any sort of belief in your skills, you don't need to go out and be an arrogant dude. But if you don't have confidence in, um, in the things that you do, you're, you're not, probably not going to make it. Danny, uh, we're talking with Danny Woodhead, college football Hall of Famer, Nebraska native, uh, 10-year NFL vet. Uh, Danny, I, I want to touch on your college career real quick, and then if you don't mind, I do want to ask you a couple uh, Bill Belichick questions before we get you out of oh, here. sure, yeah. Um, but we, the reason we have, we're having you on is because you, you did get elected to the College Football Hall of Fame. Yep. I mentioned some of your accolades earlier, two-time Harlan Hill trophy winner. When you left Shadron State, you were the all – division NCAA rushing leader um I, just throughout that experience you've talked a little bit about it and just how um how great of an experience that was for you at Shadron is there a couple things that stand out the most to you like I, like I'm wondering at what point you understood how successful you could be like at what point during your either freshman year however early it was when you got to Shadron you're like oh I could be really good here yeah, I mean, I had I had a lot of confidence in what I could do. Mm-hmm. Like, so so I I felt like wherever I was going to go, I I was going to be able to play. And so when I got to Shadron, I felt like I was going to be able to play. And I thought, you know, hopefully they're going to they're not going to just be like, oh, he's a freshman, he can't play. Um, that that was my biggest worry, and my my biggest worry, unfortunately, I think at any place would be, and and it's not to focus on it, but is to to worry about the the things you can't control. 
Mm-hmm. And luckily, I didn't do that enough, like too much, because I, I, I had confidence in, you know, my abilities. And, and then I would say, if, if you talk about my whole college career, I'd say my junior, my freshman, sophomore year, I knew I, I mean, I obviously knew I was a good running back, but I didn't know, you know, if the NFL was going to look or whatever. And I think, I think that's when I realized my junior year, it was kind of, some of the numbers that we were able to put up was kind of silly. And, <laughs> right. And, and it was like more like, I, I can't remember, but I think I had to have averaged over 200 yards a game. Um, and it was just, it was just kind of silly. And I think that's when it was like, Oh gosh, like this, this is a little bit crazy. And, and I, I was fortunate to have a great line, a great quarterback, great guys, selfless receivers that would block almost like, you know, the the Nebraska teams of the 90s when receivers were extra linemen. It felt like those guys bought in as much as the linemen. And, and when you have 11 dudes, uh, kind of 10, you know, because the quarterback has to hand it off, mm-hmm. but, it, like, blocking, things can work out really, really well. And and I was just – I was fortunate of great coaches, great teammates, and, man, just being the – being at the perfect spot that I was supposed to be at. Danny, uh, moving uh, into the NFL now, as uh, Ravi alluded to, uh, getting a, a quick take on on Bill Belichick. You know, in our eyes, he's the greatest coach of all time. But how is he great to you? How How is he the greatest coach to Danny Woodhead? The reason he was the greatest coach was because he didn't care who you were. He had no care who you were. Like, you don't have to be 6'1", 230, 6'2", 230, like coaches would try to say. First of all, that's like not like an ideal running back. There's one, <laughs> there's one unicorn in Derrick Henry, okay? And outside of that, that's not really an ideal thing. And he would just put the best players on the field that he had at his team. He didn't care where you went to school. He, he actually didn't even care what your stats were in college. He wanted to know what you did right then and there. And he was consistent. Like, was it hard to play for Bill? Yeah, of course, because he expected a lot. But he had expectations that were, like, so clear. And if you violated an expectation, you're not playing or something's happening. Because, and, and I respected that. Because there's a lot of teams that, oh, uh, well, it's this guy. No, Tom got yelled at. Like, other places, like, oh, it's a franchise quarterback. You, you have to be nice to him. It's like, well, why? <laughs> like, we're, try, we're, tr- we're trying to win a game, aren't we? It's not, we're not trying to, like, just be a buddy. We're all working towards the same goal. And he just set the expectations so clear, and he played the best players that he had. And I appreciated that because in the NFL – People don't get it. They're like, oh, no, everyone's trying to win a Super Bowl. Not, not everyone's trying to win a Super Bowl. I mean, they may say that. <laughs> There's really like eight to ten teams that really are like, ah, we have a chance. And the other ones, it's like, oh, well, i got to save my butt. I'm not, we got to start this guy. we got to start this guy. And it's like, Bill didn't care. And I appreciated that. And he, obviously, we don't even have to talk about X's and O's. He's the best at that. Like, he just, he's just unbelievable. And he knew offense, he knew defense, and he knew special teams. And he, 
what he expected out of you, he also expected out of himself. So, like, he walked the walk. Even if you didn't like him and you thought he was hard, he still walked the walk. And you couldn't, like, you couldn't be mad at him. Like, you had, it's like, okay, I respect that. I'd maybe do some things a little different, but you're the greatest of all time because of what you do. Uh, Danny, we've got a few minutes left here with you. Uh, by the way, you, you undersold your junior season a little bit. 212 yards a game in that one. <laughs> I, hey, For a ridiculous 2,700 yards. 2,700 yards is a career, Danny. That's a good career. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that well, was a good year, what's a great year? <laughs> well... <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I didn't I didn't run for a lot in the in the playoff game. I actually had only like thirty some yards. So maybe if I would have got another hundred or something, it would have been a great year. I mean, if you would have gotten like another two forty, you'd been at three thousand rushing yards. But that you is, know, that is that is true. <laughs> yeah, you blew it, man. Not me. You really, I was like, you really messed up your yards per game average with that with that Whatever. playoff I knew game. It was in, I, I knew it was in. I knew it was in the twos. I had a pretty good idea. Uh, just for a real else? casual eight yards of carry that year also. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you only get two downs to get a first down in college. That is say, true. You That's barely true. Needed it's like the, the CFL. You barely <laughs> needed the one. Um, Danny, uh, one last thing here before we let you go. I've got about two minutes left. Uh, you know, we hear all the time that, that Belichick is this um, – this, totally different person behind closed doors than we see in his press conferences where he's like, oh, I'm just focused on Buffalo or whatever. Uh, what did you see from him behind the scenes as far as just like a personality is concerned? Well, I mean, the way he talks is the way he talks. He's not like, <laughs> I mean, he's still, he doesn't he's become Bozo the Clown or anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he will, he will, uh, he does have humor. He does have a sense of humor. I know people don't think that, it's just we were always scared that we were going to get in trouble for something. So then when he said something funny, we're like, oh, okay, we're not in trouble. And we kind of laugh. And you have to laugh a little bit louder because it's Bill. You're like, okay, make sure you're rolling. But, uh, no, he was – I mean, he, he cares deeply about the organization. He cares deeply about the organization. He's not going to tell anyone in the media anything, which I think is one of the smartest things as a coach. Media gets mad. But if you are a coach, you don't want them to know anything about your team because the other teams that you're playing are listening. Mm-hmm. Just like they do, they listen to the other media, like the other, uh, the other coaches' media stuff because they want to find out stuff. If you're saying like, oh, you know, we, we really got to run the ball this week. Well, okay, they're really going to try to run the ball. <laughs> like, why, like, why would you say that stuff? I, I don't, to me, it makes no sense. I don't want my opponents to know anything about me. I don't want them to know anything about any of my players that are injured. So he's just vague. He's like, yeah, he was out today. He was limited. Oh, he was this. He was that. He just – you have to – you without getting fined, you have to answer questions. So you can answer questions in the most vague way ever. Uh, Eric Mangini taught me one of the, you know, greatest things about talking to the media, which they had like a nice little uh, headbutting when he was at the Jets. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But Eric said <laughs> – he said, you don't have to answer a question you don't want to. Answer your own question. Mm. So if someone, if someone puts you in a weird position to talk about another human being, it's like I, a great example is like if someone's, hey, what do you think, what do you think about uh, this guy holding out? Like what, what do you think? Never talk about another man. Never talk about another man's contract. Never talk, never talk about another man like teammate mm-hmm. or anything like 
when it's business, but you don't, you don't need to do that. If it's in your business, don't do it. So what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm just trying to get better. And they're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they go, yeah, but what do you think about this? It's like, honestly, I'm, I'm not focused on that. I'm trying to get better. Danny Woodhead, College Football Hall of Famer, all-time great Nebraska high school athlete and 10-year NFL vet. Danny, thank you so much for joining us. That was terrific. Hopefully we'll get to catch up again soon. Hey, sounds good, fellas. Have a good one. Thanks, man. Really appreciate the time. That was Danny Woodhead, one of your latest college football Hall of Famers. Coming up next, we've got more. Cardass Sports Radio.